So it's looking like the Gamecocks are getting ready to hire Arkansas's tight end coach in Dow Loggins to become their next offensive coordinator. And Gamecock fans aren't having any of it. Our Locked On Gamecocks, your daily podcast on the South Carolina Gamecocks. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, Gamecock Nation, and welcome back to the Locked On Gamecocks podcast, your show for daily headlines and potential storylines on your favorite South Carolina Gamecocks sports teams. I'm your host, Andrew Lyon, and as always, thank you for making the Locked On Gamecocks podcast your first watch or listen here today. We are free and available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts daily, and um, there was quite literally a social media explosion that took place on Wednesday night in Gamecock country. And it all started with just a couple of tweets that were talking about a particular candidate that it seems like South Carolina is zeroing in on to become their new offensive coordinator. Who is the candidate? What is his background? And how should Gamecock fans feel about this seemingly upcoming hire that's getting ready to be made? We're going to dive into all of that on today's show. So regarding the tweets that I alluded to just a few seconds ago, it all started with a tweet by Jacob Davis late on Wednesday night. Jacob Davis is a publisher of Arkansas's SB Nation site, Arkansas Fight. He also happens to be a columnist for Saturday Down South, which covers a lot of the sports in the Southeastern Conference. And Jacob Davis went on to Twitter saying that According to some sources, South Carolina was in talks of hiring Arkansas tight end coach Dow Loggins as their next offensive coordinator. Now, at first, there wasn't really a whole lot of pushback against this tweet because mainly Jacob Davis was the only one that was reporting this. Well, not long after that, there was a reporter with some cred in this region who is based out of North Carolina, according to his Twitter account, and that reporter is Brad Crawford of 24-7 Sports, who later that same night came onto Twitter and said that multiple sources confirmed to 24-7 Sports that South Carolina had zeroed in on Arkansas assistant Dow Loggins as its next offensive coordinator, noting his longtime experience as an NFL play caller and that he has spent the last two years with the Arkansas Razorbacks. So what I'm going to do is, as things stand right now, I'm going to assume that Dow Loggins is going to be South Carolina's next offensive coordinator. So I'm going to talk about some information regarding him, some of the qualities that he possesses as a coach. And again, I will talk to you all about maybe how you should feel about this or try to at least talk through your entire thought process regarding this hire. Whether you like it, which seems to be a very small minority, or you absolutely hate it, which seems to be the massive majority here. So getting into some basic information on Dow Loggins. Loggins, as noted by Brad Crawford, has spent the last two seasons as the tight end coach at Arkansas, his alma mater, where he played college football. He had spent the previous 13 seasons in the NFL with the Tennessee Titans, Cleveland Browns, Chicago Bears, Miami Dolphins, and New York Jets. Seven of those 13 seasons was spent as an offensive coordinator and play caller. So that is the basic information in terms of Loggins' coaching journey. Now, 
what kind of coach could South Carolina be getting here? Well, firstly, it seems like that Dow Loggins is a bright coaching mind. And I know that some of y'all are probably very upset at me saying that. Just hear me out real quick. I went back and tried to find some information on Dow Loggins, and I came across this article from CBS Sports that was specifically written by Matt Rivaldalski. And the article was going over how Loggins had been promoted as the Titans' new offensive coordinator back in November of 2012. And there were some interesting excerpts that I wanted to read off to all of you real quick. And don't worry, I'll read these word for word for those of you who are listening to this right now on an audio podcast app. Loggins is a disciple of Sean Payton and is highly regarded in league circles for his intelligence, energy, and ability to relate to his players. This is something we're going to talk about a couple of times on today's show. For Titans coach Mike Munchak at the time, the question wasn't if Loggins would ascend to the role of coordinator, but when it would happen. So you look at this, and the first thing that I see is the fact that he is a Sean Payton disciple. Sean Payton, of course, is the former New Orleans Saints head coach and play caller who won a Super Bowl during his time there and took the Saints to multiple playoff appearances, multiple NFC Championship game appearances. So needless to say, one of the better coaches of the last 10, 15 years in the NFL. And Sean Payton's offense, for those of you who don't watch maybe the NFL as much, is predicated around a quick passing game that basically tries to get their skilled players out in space and allow them to make plays. In a weird sense, Sean Payton's offense was sort of a bit ahead of the curve in terms of how most offenses are run now in the NFL and in college football, which is basically the same kind of offense that I just talked about with Sean Payton, where it's just a quick passing game, try to get the ball as fast as you can, let your athletes go make plays. Very basic way to put it, but Sean Payton was one of the first coaches that really embraced this in the late 2000s when he became the New Orleans Saints' new head football coach. The other thing I will say is this. I know that some of you are going to look at the stats of Dow Loggins. And I know you're going to sit there and say, there's no reason this guy should ever be a play caller ever again. Here's what I'll say. First, it's not an apples-to-apples comparison between the NFL and college. That's just a fact. Secondly, you don't go through 13 seasons in the NFL as a coach because you're incompetent. Okay? You don't. You have to be pretty doggone intelligent as a football coach to survive 13 seasons in the NFL. Now, another thing about Dow Loggins. Loggins is a player's coach, and there are some excerpts from this same article that showcase this. The first one from the then Titans head coach, Mike Munchak, when he said, quote, he's learned from a lot of people. He's a guy that has no ego. He doesn't worry about who's getting the attention. He just wants to be good at what he does. He's the kind of guy that people like working with. They want to help. They like his enthusiasm. Hopefully that will pay off for our players and our team in the long run. Obviously, I know some of you are sitting there right now and saying, well, it didn't. But the point is, it's pretty clear that based on these comments from, again, then Titans head coach Mike Munchak, that... Loggins is someone who is highly respected in coaching circles. And then you have these quotes from some of the players, like then-quarterback Jake Locker of the Tennessee Titans, where he said, quote, He sees things really similar to the way I do. I can say, hey, this is how I saw it. How did you see it? We're able to have an open dialogue between the two of us without feeling like 
were attacking each other, which is something that is obviously very vital for a play caller and quarterback to have in the relationship. And then there's one last quote I want to mention real quick from then Titans wide receiver Kendall Wright, where he said, quote, I like his excitement, how he listens to our feedback. If there's something wrong, if we feel like we can help with a route, we'll let him know and he'll listen. He'll do it his way, but he'll also get it so we can still run it. So a couple of the things that really stick out to me there. This seems to be a coach that understands the importance of communication. This seems to be a coach who really understands how important energy is, how important it is to pretty much Keep that same energy when you're in the building every single day. Obviously, in the NFL, it's for different reasons because guys are literally fighting for their jobs every single time they're stepping out on the field trying to you know, keep earning a paycheck with their current respective football team. But that can definitely correlate over to the college game. He's not just some run-of-a-mill NFL coach who doesn't care about you know bringing the juice to the building and just wants to go in there and basically just watch film for 12, 14 hours a day and just coach on Sundays. He's not that kind of guy from the sounds of these quotes. And besides the bright mind that he has as a coach and the player relationships that he creates and the communication he has with those players, it seems like that Lockins is also a really solid recruiter. And I'm going to dive into that. And again, why I think fans need to give this hire a chance in just a few moments right here on Locked On Gamecocks. But before we continue this conversation on Dow Lockins, I do want to let you all know that today's show is brought to you by our friends over at LinkedIn. Now, if you're a small business owner or manager, maybe like head coach Shane Beamer for the last week and a half, and you've been sitting there thinking about who your next hire is going to be, trying to hire the best qualified candidate out there, someone that's going to fit your team, someone that is going to be able to take your team potentially to the next level, can help elevate everyone else around them. That can be very stressful. Again, probably like it was for coach Beamer up until this potential hire of Dow Loggins. Now, if you feel this way, Well, there's an easy way to work around this, and that is by using LinkedIn Jobs, because LinkedIn Jobs helps to find the right people for your team both faster and for free. When you use LinkedIn Jobs, you can create a job post in just minutes to reach both your own network and the worldwide network that consists of 810 million people. You can also add your job to the purple hashtag hiring frame on your profile, which helps to find the right people that fit the job description to a T. And it uses tools like screening questions to filter through candidates and help populate the right person that can help your team, and your company finish out the year strong. It's why small businesses rate LinkedIn Jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus other leading competitors in the industry because LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the qualified candidates that you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash college. That's linkedin.com slash college to post your job for free. Terms and conditions do apply. Welcome back to this Thursday edition of the Locked On Gamecocks podcast, where we cover your South Carolina Gamecocks every single day. I want to thank y'all once again for making Locked On Gamecocks your first listen today. Now, for your next listen, I would like for y'all to go check out the Locked On Sports Today podcast, where the biggest stories of the day, plus instant reactions, big game recaps, and the take of the day all take place. The Locked On Sports Today podcast is available on the Odyssey app, YouTube, and wherever you get your audio podcasts daily. 
All right, so let's continue our conversation here regarding South Carolina's either new offensive coordinator or potentially new offensive coordinator hire in Arkansas tight end coach Dal Loggins. Now, as I mentioned before we went into our first break, Dal Loggins is somebody who absolutely can get after it on the recruiting trail because in just his two years at Arkansas as their tight end coach, Dow Loggins, according to 24-7 Sports Composite, is the primary recruiter for three different four-star tight ends that are currently Arkansas commits for just the 2023 recruiting class. And with the top four guys that he's been involved in their recruitment in some fashion, three of those four commits are top 200 prospects. So again, It is pretty clear, based on everything that I mentioned earlier and looking at some of these commitments and the fact he was the primary recruiter for these guys, that, um, yeah, Dow Loggins knows how to relate to players. He knows how to talk to a player. He knows how to talk to their family and knows how to make a pitch. It's pretty impressive seeing this kind of recruiting ability considering the fact that, again, the guy's only got two years of experience coaching at the collegiate level. And in the previous 13 years was in the NFL where he never had to worry about recruiting guys. That's pretty impressive. And it speaks to the kind of person that Dal Dawkins is when he talks with other people. Now, I know despite some of these things that I've mentioned, some of them that can be viewed as a real positive here with this hire, like his recruiting, like the vast NFL experience that he does bring. Some of y'all are absolutely devastated by this hire, okay? Look, I know I've made it this far into the show, so let me go ahead and get this out of the way. I'm not naive, okay? I know that a lot of you were probably on Twitter last night voicing your displeasure. Maybe you were on a form or a message board last night voicing your displeasure and probably found yourself in a massive majority of Game Cognition who is sitting there right now and shaking their heads and going, this is not the way that we thought this hire was going to go. We really thought that this time, this hire was going to be different. Well, I want to discuss a few talking points with all this real quick. And I'm going to hope that with what I discussed, this maybe helps to bring y'all back from the ledge a little bit regarding this entire situation with Dow Loggins, potentially or now being South Carolina's new offensive coordinator. Firstly, I know that a lot of you wanted a proven play caller. And when you see a guy who literally based on one article that is out there at one point was termed as the worst offensive play call in the NFL. That doesn't excite you at all. It actually terrifies you, especially when you consider the fact that the last offensive coordinator at South Carolina was also someone who had not as much experience, but some time in the NFL and tried to incorporate a lot of pro style tendencies into South Carolina's offense over the last two years in Marcus Satterfield. Firstly, with proven play callers, look, those kind of play callers just don't grow on trees. Okay, there's very few of those kind of play callers where everyone can sit there, they can look at the body of work, look at what that guy has done at multiple different stops, and say, that guy's one of the best play callers in all of college football. That's a guy that can make the difference in helping a team win a conference championship, make the college football playoff, win a national championship. And I know that a lot of you considered Kendall Bryles to be that kind of candidate. But I will just say this. It is a bit odd that a lot of Arkansas fans were hoping or wanting this guy 
out of Fayetteville. And the other funny part is, there was actually some people who were talking about how when Kendall Browles does leave Arkansas, which I don't know if that's going to happen officially or not, but you know, if he happened to leave Arkansas, then Dow Loggins was going to be the guy that was going to be promoted as their new offensive coordinator. It would be an in-house hire. At least I saw that in a few different places. That's not, of course, to say that that would have been the plan all along. But it is interesting when you see all that and you compare that to the reaction that happened last night. With Garrett Riley, he has never completely proven himself on his own. I've mentioned this now a couple times on this show. I know a lot of you want Garrett Riley to be here in Columbia tomorrow. But look, he's been with Sonny Dykes for the past three seasons. Yes, he's had a hand in the play calling at SMU and TCU. But it's Sonny Dykes' offense that he's running. Now, if Garrett Riley went somewhere else and ran an offense without an offensive guy like Sonny Dykes above him, that would be a little bit different to me. But he hasn't. He hasn't done that. How many times have we seen these really hot candidates for being a potential head coach or maybe being a top-notch Power 5 coordinator flame out when it's their show? We've seen this happen before. It wouldn't have been a guarantee that Garrett Riley would have really succeeded here if he had been the hire. It wouldn't have been. Graham Harrell, Phil Longo, anyone else that had any heavy air raid influences. It's not the kind of coach from a scheme standpoint that Shane Bieber wants. Yes, he doesn't have an issue with air raid principles being in the offense, but he doesn't want the majority of the offensive scheme predicated around the air raid because he has his eyes set on championships here in South Carolina. He believes that this program can win titles. That's what sets him apart from a lot of the other coaches South Carolina has hired in their program's history. He thinks it can be done here. He wants to do that. And when you look at the past three seasons and the teams that have won national championships, LSU, Alabama, and Georgia, all three of them had an offensive play car with NFL experience. Joe Brady with LSU, Steve Sarkeesian with Alabama, and Todd Munkin with Georgia. Now, does that mean that that is an absolute for you to win a national title in this day and age? No, it's not. What it does mean is, more now than ever before, the NFL and college game are very immersed in terms of the offensive side of the ball. And it seems like if you can find the right guy, if you can find the right players to run that system, then you're going to contend for a title. That's what Shane Beamer, in my opinion, is looking for, and it's a reason why Lockins was the hire and not any of the guys that I just mentioned. Now, Shane Beamer also did not want to completely reinvent the wheel. He wanted to keep some pro-ish concepts in this offense. And that leads me into my next point. I don't think that Loggins is going to run the same exact kind of offense that Marcus Satterfield ran the last two years. Again, I know that some of y'all are very, very concerned because you see the fact they both were pro coaches at one point in their career, and you think that basically Loggins' offense could be a carbon copy of what Marcus Satterfield tried to do here over the last couple years, which is have an overly complex offense with multiple personnel groupings, upsetting some of the star players on this team, making things overly complex, or sometimes being way too simple almost and calling just the same plays over and over again, and that this offense is going to go nowhere. I know that a lot of you are worried about that. I don't think that's going to happen again. I think that Shane Bieber did enough vetting in this process to where he got someone that's not going to try to do something like that. And that leads me to my final point. Shane Beamer has earned the right to make this kind of hire. He has. You look at what he's done his first two years here in South Carolina. He's one of only three coaches in school history 
that have led the Gamecocks to a bowl game in his first two years. He has led South Carolina to an eight-win season at the minimum in just a second year after just two years ago, they only won two games. He flipped a culture in the locker room overnight. He has brought in guys like Spencer Rattler to Columbia, guys that for most of South Carolina's history, fans have never expected to see these kind of players want to come here. Shane Beamer has done that. The recruiting right now, overall, is great. Shane Beamer has already done so much in Columbia that whether you like this hire or not, you have to give him a chance. You have to trust that he knows what he's doing. Again, it's easy to sit there and read some of those articles, like the one about Loggins being the worst player in the NFL at one point, and sit there and say, well, that means that there's no way he can ever be a successful play caller anywhere, not even the college game, which is, again, obviously not supposed to be as complex as the NFL. But you got to give him a shot. It's pretty clear that Shane Beamer has seen some things that he likes about Dow Loggins. It is pretty clear and evident, which is why we are now at this point. So give him a chance, okay? Now, if Loggins is in the same kind of position that Marcus Satterfield was in two years into his tenure here, at that point, yes, you have a very reasonable argument to question Shane Beamer and his thought process with some of these hires, especially an offensive coordinator at this point. You would have fair reason to do that, but you got to give this hire some time, okay? So, again, whether you like this hire or hate it, it seems like that that is going to be the move here, or it already is the move now, and it's been confirmed by the time you're watching or listening to today's show. So, give Loggins a chance, okay? I think that's all really anyone would ask at this point. Now, while South Carolina's offensive coordinator search has been talked about a lot in the past week and a half or so, South Carolina does have a bowl game that they got to play on December 30th against the Notre Dame Fighting Irish. And if they win that game, they have a chance to finish the season 9-4. and It'd be the first 9-plus win season since 2017 for South Carolina. And based on what was said yesterday by one star player for the Irish, Notre Dame is going to be playing this game without one of their best players. So who did they lose, and how will it impact the Gamecocks in their bowl preparations? We're going to discuss that in just a couple of moments. But first, I want to let y'all know that today's show is also brought to you by our friends at Bet Online, your number one source for sports betting info, stats, news, and analysis, where you can get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there. Because Bet Online has got it all. And if you love sports podcasts like the Locked On Gamecocks podcast, you can find those at Bet Online as well. Bet Online continues to be the fastest and easiest way to get your betting fix. So head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more because Bet Online is where the game starts. Welcome back to today's edition of the Locked On Gamecocks podcast, where we cover your team every single day in just 30 minutes. So yesterday, star tight end Michael Mayer from the Notre Dame Fighting Irish took to Twitter and announced that he is going to opt out of the Gator Bowl and is going to begin his preparations for the NFL Draft. Now, this is a big deal for South Carolina, considering the fact that they will now not have to face Michael Mayer, who if you look at his stats, you could quantify as 
the majority of Notre Dame's offense, quite honestly, because Michael Mayer is the all-time leader in receptions, receiving yards, and receiving touchdowns when talking about Notre Dame's tight ends, both past and present. This season alone, Michael Mayer has 30 more receptions, 469 more receiving yards, and six more receiving touchdowns than the second-place player in each respective statistical category for Notre Dame. This guy quite literally was Notre Dame's passing attack this season. So with Michael Mayer now not playing in the Gator Bowl, what does this mean for South Carolina? Well, firstly, it means a lot less stress for Gamecock defensive coordinator Clayton White because the toughest part about trying to game plan around an elite tight end from your opponent is trying to figure out how you're going to match up against him which typically means that a defensive coordinator has to pick their poison between either having a safety on the tight end or a linebacker on the tight end. And the thing is, it is a mismatch either way, usually in this kind of circumstance, because if you put a linebacker on a guy like Michael Mayer, then Michael Mayer is going to beat that linebacker with his athleticism edge that he has. And if you put a safety on Michael Mayer, then you are probably going to sacrifice some size in that matchup, which means that he could still make some pretty tough contested catches against that safety. Now, Nick Emmonworry might have been one of the best suited safeties in the country to face Michael Mayer this season, considering the fact that he is 6'3", 6'4", I believe about 210 pounds. Pretty big cat at that safety spot. But with Michael Mayer, it was going to be a really tough task for South Carolina's defense. And that's not to say they couldn't have slowed him down. But believe this, Michael Mayer is going to probably be a first-round pick in the NFL draft this coming April. And there's good reason why. So so Clayton White is probably breathing a sigh of relief right now that he's not going to have to worry about number 87 anymore from Notre Dame. The other thing that this is going to allow South Carolina to do is put more focus and attention towards trying to stop Notre Dame's rushing attack. Because according to Notre Dame's offensive stats, the Irish have ran the ball 61% of the time when they've been on offense. Now, obviously, this could include maybe some sacks. Maybe it could include some quarterback scrambles out of some called or dialed up passing plays so is that 61 percent completely accurate probably not but that's still pretty lopsided either way even if you take out maybe a certain percentage of that number now the other thing is Notre Dame is not going to have quarterback Drew Pine for the bowl game as he has entered his name into the transfer portal for this current window. And the thing is, Drew Pine, while he didn't start the season at quarterback, Tyler Buckner, who was the starter for the Irish, got hurt in their week two loss against the Marshall Thundering Herd and was out for the rest of the regular season. So Drew Pine had to take his place for the last 10 games. Tyler Buckner is now expected to be the starter for the Irish in the Gator Bowl And he has not taken a snap since September the 10th. I bring that up to emphasize this. Notre Dame is probably not going to ask Tyler Buckner to carry this offense by throwing the football all over the field. Especially with Michael Mayer now gone and out of any potential game plan that they could have tried to run and implement against South Carolina's defense. Now, Notre Dame is probably going to try to now lean more heavily on this ground game and hope that they can muster up enough yards consistently on these drives to extend them and give themselves a chance to score points and also wear down South Carolina's defense. Now, obviously, 
South Carolina had to deal with this kind of similar situation with Clemson. Clemson did have their main starter in the game in DJ Uyangale, but they understood that, look, this guy's not consistent enough in terms of his accuracy, and they don't really have any world beaters at wide receiver. Notre Dame's wide receiver unit, I would be willing to bet, is not even as talented as Clemson's. So right now, here's what I would say. Clayton White is probably going to run some man coverage again against Notre Dame and pretty much creep up Brad Johnson and Sherrod Green in the box and basically tell Notre Dame, hey, try to throw the football. And if you try to run the football, we're going to have six guys right there that are going to be ready to take down your running back. I can already see the game plan that is probably forming in Clayton White's mind right now when going through all of these different factors. So obviously, again, big deal that Michael Mayer is not going to play in the Gator Bowl. That changes things drastically for South Carolina in terms of their defensive game plan. And it'll be interesting to see if there's any more opt-outs potentially for either team as we get closer to the Gator Bowl on December the 30th. So what are y'all's thoughts on Dow Loggins and him potentially being hired by South Carolina, or again, at this point, maybe having now been named the new offensive coordinator for South Carolina, whether it is positive or negative. I do want to hear what you think about that. And what do you think about Michael Mayer not playing in the bowl game for Notre Dame and how that affects South Carolina? Let me know all of y'all's thoughts down below in the comments section if you're watching today's show on YouTube. You can also shoot me a direct message at a line underscore SC, and I'll try to respond to it as quickly as I see it. And again, don't forget to make Locked On Sports today your second listen or watch now that you have listened or watched the Locked On Gamecocks podcast. But once again, that does it for me on today's show. I hope that you have a great rest of your Thursday. I'll catch y'all on the next show of the Locked On Gamecocks podcast.